you like stories about haunted locations, or maybe tales of cryptids and spooky folklore from around the world. If so, why not tune in to Haunted Escapes with Chris and Diane, where all this and more will be discussed. New episodes drop every Sunday, the visual versions the following Friday on YouTube. So why not come join us on our Haunted Escapes? Hi, this is Diane. And this is Kelly of the History Goes Bump podcast. We are in our 10th year of production for the podcast. And we can say without reservation that no other podcast has covered as many haunted locations as we have. We prove that history isn't boring. It's terrifying. Find History Goes Bump wherever you get your podcasts. Keep it spooky. We're so glad you're joining us again for the Activity Continues podcast. If you're new here, we are friends and soul sisters who recap episodes of the TV show, The Dead Files. And we talk about other creepy shit as well as some mundane stuff about our lives. I'm Amy. And I'm Megan. And again, thank you for joining us. This week, Amy is recapping The Dead Files episode called A Banshee's Cry. It's from season two and episode two, and it aired August 17th of 2012. Um, So, Amy, do you want to let us know why you chose this one? Yeah, um, I mentioned this last time. You had said that you were going to cover this one at one point. I can't remember what episode, a couple ago. And then you ended up covering something different. (laughs) So I was like, (laughs) well, we told everybody we were going to do a Banshee's Cry, so we better do it. And it literally was, I think I just honestly forgot. Like, I yeah. don't think there oh. was any good reason. No. Oh, I know. I'm I sure you it. just, you just were like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Because when I said, oh, you're, are, you're doing the Banshee's Cry, right? And you're like, mm, no, I don't know what that is. <laughs> um, by yes, I mean, no. Yeah. So, actually, actually, fun fact, yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Good talk. Oh, we could talk about uh, the Amy Allen Twitter thing. Mm, yeah. Yeah. What, so, so what happened? So I posted the Alanism, mm-hmm. right? And the, my post said, if you're new here, Amy's dad passed away in 2019. And at the end of his life, he was saying a lot of weird things. Amy's stepmom, Jackie, wrote them all down. And we read one every week. Mm-hmm. Here's this week's. And I did not use any kind of hashtags yeah. about dead files or about Amy Allen or anything. Like nothing. I just, I think I used like hashtag Alanism and yeah. um, funny quotes or something like that. Yeah, I saw it was nothing to do, like connect. It's not like you wrote hashtag Amy Allen no. or. No, nothing. Mm-hmm. Well, Amy Allen saw it and she thought that maybe I was talking about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so she commented on my tweet and I can't remember exactly what she said, but. It was something like, uh, you're not talking about me, are you? And I was like, oh, my God. First of all, I'm like, Amy Allen's tweeting at me. Secondly, Amy Allen's mad at me. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, no, 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 no. My name's Amy. Uh, I I am the co-host of this Mm -hmm. podcast. It's about my dad who passed away in 2019. Right, right. And she didn't answer. And I'm like, refreshing, 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 waiting for, to see, make sure yeah. she saw it, you know? Mm-hmm. And she didn't, she didn't respond. And then other people were like, Amy, did your dad die? I know. And, and I'm like, oh my God. And then I replied to that person and said, nope, this is me, Amy, co-host of the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, bah, bah. Uh, nope, not her. Like the next day I saw a couple. Oh, I kept seeing more people seeing her comment there's like 400 and some people that saw her comment on our post and so i was like oh shit but she finally did see it and she just posted like a series of emojis that was like one of them was like a head thing and one of them was a heart and one of them was a a giggle or something like that Mm -hmm. so she's fine we're fine 
we're still best friends. It's all good. Obviously. I yeah. mean, it's going to take more than that to destroy yeah. your friendship. But <laughs> it's pretty solid. So, yeah. Oh, no. What? Um, I think Lisa Marie died. <gasps> Lisa Marie Presley. I just got a, a new, a breaking news. Rock legend Elvis's only child. Yep. <gasps> yep. I just see it. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh no. She had a cardiac arrest. She had a dark oh, heart attack. No, it's not the same. I Googled it. I think I know that you're right, but I don't remember what the distinction is. Um, so a heart attack is when there's a clogged artery or some okay. clogged something or other that goes to the to the heart. Uh-huh. Um uh, uh cardiac arrest is when the the um firing gets interrupted. Oh, oh. okay. How's your mom? What's new with her? She's fine. Um, okay. I got a call yesterday from a woman who said, I was your mom's best friend in high school. And I wanted to talk to her because my daughter told me that your mom's in a retirement home now. And I want to talk to her. And my daughter got your number. And so I'm calling you. And I was like, that's this all sketch. a sketch. This was all in a voicemail, of course. I didn't answer the phone because it was right because you don't know a number. It's it was a number actually a blocked know. number. It said private number, and I was like, "I'm not answering that." Mm, that sounds like a serial killer. So yeah. So then I called my mom, and I'm like, "Do you do you know what?" And she said, "Oh, she was my best friend in high school." So Story checks out. I gave her the number, and she called mm-hmm. her, and they had a nice talk. Good. And my mom said, "Oh yeah." was so great she was the one that went with me to all the plays and all the movies and stuff because all of our other girlfriends just wanted to go make out with their boyfriends (laughs) (laughs) and i told greg that and he goes so this was your mom's lesbian friend but they didn't know it (laughs) yeah (laughs) yep yep it's like in golden girls when blanche is trying to figure out lesbian 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 and then she gets all offended because dorothy's lesbian friend has a crush on rose and not her Uh, i got my golden girls trivia calendar you know yeah they are hard they are really hard you got to be super hardcore to know like the one yesterday was what was the name of the triplets that were on the saint olaf woman of the year calendar i didn't know that one were they in an episode or was it just mentioned? It was it you know, it was just mentioned. Wow. Mm-hmm. This calendar is showing me a lot about myself that I didn't know. Wow. Snakes in California have been seen swimming through the state's flooded streets, but that's nothing compared to South Australia. Well, obviously. Okay. Everything in Australia is trying to kill you. That's right. Australia I mean, is scary. God bless our I mean, I love Australia, but People who live there, you're the real MVPs because you got spiders, you got snakes, you got crocodiles, you got sharks, you got jellyfish. Yeah. Too many, too many things trying to kill me. Nope. That's too much. Too much. I think I read on the internet a long time ago that like seven out of the 10 most venomous snakes live in Australia. Oh, that sounds right. No. Isn't that crazy? I, no. (laughs) I can't. I can't do it. I mean, it's I'm too- guessing they're not in like downtown Sydney, but still. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> I don't. They might be. They might be coming up the toilet. <gasps> like those old frogs. Oh my gosh. Did I show you? Did I send you Jordan the stallion and he was talking about the frogs? The frogs and how yeah. Yeah. You have to put mesh over your toilet. Yeah. Yeah. Your pipes. Yeah. Sir, I love how he just throws everything. Like, I know. I love his little. I know. Uh, he's here. so cute. He's such a cutie. <laughs> he is. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Where he opens his Wait cupboard to throw stuff yeah. out. Did you? Did I send you the one where somebody handed him something yes. to yeah. throw out? Yeah. <laughs> I've he seen just, a couple like that. Someone's in the doorway handing him stuff. He handing just picks him it up stuff and throws to throw it. out. <laughs> he is so funny. I love he him. Is. He is. All right. Let's dive right into this, shall All we? Right, let's dive in. Hey, everyone. We want to welcome our new sponsor, Gobble. As you know, life can get pretty hectic between work, errands, and family time. Who always has the energy to plan, shop for, and cook delicious meals every night? That's where Gobble comes in. It's a meal kit service that takes the stress and guesswork out of dinner. I used to dread the what's for dinner question every night. Gobble has been a game changer. They deliver fresh, 
pre-portioned ingredients and easy-to-follow recipe cards right to your door. Exactly. No more last-minute grocery runs or scrambling for inspiration. Plus, the recipes are incredibly diverse. From healthy options to comfort food classics, there's something for everyone. And let's not forget that cooking together can be a fun family activity. Gobble's recipes are simple enough to involve everyone in the kitchen, even the little ones. So if you're looking for a way to make delicious, stress-free meals that the whole family will love, head over to the link in the show notes or on our website to get your first six meals for $36. Gobble. Make dinner amazing. We want to give a shout out to our newest affiliate partner, Just Brands. This is the company that makes the CBD and THC gummies that I have been talking about. I have purchased both the Delta 8 and the Delta 10 versions, and they're really nice. They're actually really tasty too, but I wouldn't recommend just eating a ton of them at once. I did buy them to help me sleep. And well, let's just say that one night I took one and when I went to bed, I felt myself melting into my bed. It was lovely. For a limited time, you can get 20% off these treats when you go to justcbdstore.com or just follow the link in the show notes and then use our promo code ACTIVITY24. This offer is good until March 27th, so get your gummies now. Uh, Again, this is called The Banshee's Cry, and it is Season 2, Episode 2 on Discovery+. Plus. I have no idea what it is on anything else. We've just abandoned Hulu altogether. Yeah, we don't don't deal with Hulu at all because it's a... It's pain in the to us. Yeah. No pun intended. <laughs> Maybe Amy can go resurrect it. All right. Okay. We're okay. really diving in. Here we go. So this takes place in Carmel, New York. New York. New York. Um, I don't remember any trigger warnings. I will have to voice over them in later mm-hmm. um, because I don't I didn't write any down. I did say that there's mention of a heart attack. Uh well, what know. what episode do I know, talk right? about? It? Oh my god! But anyway, so the client is Anthony, and we're at Smalley's Inn. It's a restaurant bar in uh, Carmel, New York. That sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Smalley's Inn. Yeah, it does. It's really cute. It sounds, and I haven't seen the episode, but it makes me think of like like a hometown like pub slash mm-hmm. inn, like yep. very like. Wooden walls. Yep. And... That's exactly what it is. Okay. Exactly. And I haven't seen the episode, yeah. so that just made me think of it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Anthony, I wonder if he goes by Tony. I Well, you'll, there's a Tony, too. <laughs> okay. Maybe but, that's... Okay. So he is... This is New York, right? Upstate New York. Right. So Anthony is basically... He's like Steve, uh-huh. but just a titch different than Steve. Okay. He's like... He's a big guy. Uh huh. He talks like this. Uh huh. He's so he from the be Bronx. Steve's brother. Yeah. Basically, like yeah. they could be brothers. Yeah. Digging through the archives. Digging through the archives. Yeah. Yeah. And hey, Ma, where's the meatballs? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so this is an early enough episode. This is season two, episode two. So mm-hmm. this is early enough where Steve is still explaining the process. Yeah. Yeah. So he's you know driving in the caddy and caddy with the ring, ring shot. shot. And uh, he says he's you know how they don't talk to each other until the end yeah. and stuff. Then they show Matt going in and removing all this stuff. And there's it's one of like you said it's one of those like neighborhood smallish town been kind there of for places. Like Sixty years, and you know there's like four hundred yeah. framed photos on the walls and just like tchotchkes left yes. and right. Yes. Poor so Matt, Matt is like, um, there's a lot of stuff in here, and I have to cover up as much as I can. So they show him taking down stuff, yeah. but just basically putting a black tarp on the walls. On the you know? entire wall. Yeah, because yeah. there's Amy's really not like, much else. <laughs> She's like, Matt. are we in a cave? What's going on? Matt, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, client is experiencing apparitions, things getting pushed off of tables, and he has been shoved from behind, Anthony. And he's a big guy. He's a big dude. So... Uh, Amy, when she arrives, she says right away that she sees a female that she has seen before in her own home. The woman came no. to her at her home. <gasps> That's before never this. happened. I don't think so. I think they've come to her like the night before in the hotel or something. Yeah, but, this but not is at, at her house. house. Mm-hmm. She said, do we know what state Amy lives in? Uh, no, I don't know where she lived in yeah. at this point. I think right now she lives in L.A., but. Okay. For a while, she lived in Colorado. I, okay. I don't know where she lived oh, beautiful. You know, yeah. in this time. 
Wow. I think she's from Colorado. I may be wrong about that, but I think she's from Colorado. Amy, if you're listening, please let us know. Please let us know. You can go ahead and tweet me since we're best friends now. Obviously. But um, anyway, so she she says that this woman and a couple of men came to her in her home. They were surrounding her bed and they were trying to kill her. (gasps) Aggressive. Yeah. And then she explains how the dead know that she's coming before she does. Before she She's mentioned that before. Yeah. 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 I wonder how. Well, you know, it's all up on the plane. So I guess. Yeah. You know. I don't know. It's hard to, I don't know. That's just, I can't, I yeah. can't understand it. I just accept that it is. Yeah. I can't imagine. I, it's yeah. like math. It exists. Right. I don't know. It. <laughs> I know it's there. I just don't really get it. I, <laughs> yeah. So once um, we get past 10 and I have to use my, I know I, can't, I, can't, I, I take my socks off and then people die from my stench. It's just not good. <laughs> okay. So, uh, la, la, la. Sorry, uh, I'm really no, derailing okay. us. They sometimes she's she's explaining that sometimes these these spirits come to her ahead of time and try to stop her from going. Really? So she was like, mm. wow. and she said this woman really really hates her, and she said this woman causes death. So now we're in Steve and Anthony chit chatting, and I wrote Anthony sounds just like Steve. I can Does hear him really? say "Digging through the archives." Oh my god! Now I um, want to watch it just to I see. Know. If- you should. You should. I it's should. A it's a really good one. So he tells Steve that he grew up on the streets of the Bronx, and he had a gun pointed to his head. But this is scarier. This oh. is scary. And Steve says, "Yeah, I know exactly how Anthony feels. I've been in a few shootouts myself, but I think if I ever actually saw a ghost, it scared the hell wow. out of me." Yeah. So Amy, um, we go back to Amy. She's still talking about this woman and she says she cries and she's really nasty. And she said, this woman is what people would call a banshee. And then Amy Mm. goes on to describe in voiceover what a banshee is. And she said, it's from Irish folklore and they are kind of an omen. If you hear one, someone you love will die very soon. Mm -hmm. If you see one, you are going to die. Mm, neither are good options. Which then made me really nervous for Amy and everybody else who yeah. saw this woman. But at least we're on up season 15 now, so they all yeah. lived. They all lived. Well, I don't know about the people at the bar, but I mean. Well, that's true. I think they're fine. So Matt asks her if she's okay, and she says no. And then this is outside the bar. Mm-hmm. They haven't even walked mm-hmm. in yet. Oh, so they I'm haven't like, even gotten in? No. So <sighs> then they go in, and she says the banshee really, really hates people, and 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 she says she thinks she's here. And Matt says, where? And then she looks around and she points to a door and swings the door open. And she goes, downstairs. And then they start walking downstairs. I would walk the opposite <laughs> like, way. Amy, you're going the wrong way. Amy, go. No, don't go downstairs. <laughs> so and then, then it cut. It did a lot. This one was directed kind of differently. It cut a lot between Steve, Amy, Steve, Amy, oh. Steve, Amy. And I, so I kind of bunched. A bunch mm-hmm. of the Steves together and a bunch of the Amys together because That's it, what was, I do with all it was getting Steves. a little too much. Anyway, Steve and Anthony are going downstairs into the basement and Anthony says that he has cut his hours at the restaurant because he can't stand to be in the basement. Really? And yeah. And he's like, this is starting to, you know, I have to, I have to provide for provide. my family. I can't, I can't be, you know, cutting my hours. I need to, I need to be able to work. So, um, and it is a creepy basement, but then again, they also film it that way, you know, with the swinging camera right. and all that. Right. Stuff. Yeah. So even after Steve switches on a light and he's got a flashlight, it's still really dark down there. No, thanks. Goodbye. And you know, they Bye. have lights for the filming. For the too. cameras. Yeah. yeah. But it's Bye. still super dark down there. Yeah. out. It's like Blair Witch Basement. It's really creepy. Oh my God. That was the scariest movie. Do you know, I thought until a couple years ago, it was real. <laughs> I know. <laughs> That's okay. You're not the only one. I'm, yeah. I only oh, knew I've because at the time. Here too. Yeah, I'm you, sorry. That's okay. I only knew for sure because um, I was in a bunch of internet groups that, and, and I mm-hmm. found out that that some people that were in the film business knew, and I, I found out through that. Yeah, I should have known you back then. That would have saved yeah. me years of nightmares. <laughs> it's just some problems. That movie still made me sick though, with all the it's j- jiggly camera. And yeah, everything. I got. It made me sick, but nauseous. because I was terrified, not yeah, because it was of those a scary camera. movie. It was so scary. It was very scary. I watched it again recently. It does not hold up. It's not scary. Really? I don't think. I didn't think. Okay. So. Well, you Anywho. also are a lot braver than me. So. Well, I mean, when it comes to a movie, I guess I am. I don't. Yeah. 
it doesn't really bother me. So Anthony tells about when he came downstairs once to get ice. The ice machine is down there. So they have to go down there. Everybody right. does, you know, at right. some point. You can't avoid it. Yeah, you can't just go a whole shift without going down there. He saw an apparition of a very properly dressed woman. She mm-hmm. whispered something to him. He didn't ever say what. He turned around and he was shoved. Wonder if that's the banshee. Yeah. He, well, he knows, you know, he goes, I'm a pretty big guy. And he's taller than Steve. Mm-hmm. And and wider shoulders than Steve. Oh, and he's, Steve is like close to six feet. Yeah. I mean, oh yeah, Steve this guy's at not... least at least six, two, three. Yeah. Yeah. He's a big guy. And Steve agrees. And then they start comparing body weights. <laughs> that was funny. And move. I get tossed. I mean, guy, I'm a big guy. Yeah, I mean, I go two ten. You gotta be at least two seventy five to eighty, right? Easy. Easy. <laughs> so uh, then he says the lady then after he got shoved just walked right by him and he like went to follow her and she disappeared. Steve asks Wait, her. Why would you follow her? Well, he, he was trying to like chase her out, I think. I don't know. So Steve asked him to describe the woman and he said she looks like she's from the 1800s, uh, poofy dress and a nice hat, blonde hair. He could see right through her. So she was mm-hmm. transparent. Yeah. Um, Anthony also said he's seen a male apparition. His hat was half on, half off, mm-hmm. hanging off the side of his face. He had curly white hair, a jacket, ruffles on his shirt. And Anthony thought he was just a customer. And when he was going to, he said he was going to go pop him. I was about to go pop him. And he said, I'm ready to smash this guy. But then he just disappeared. Oh, I wonder when he said his hat was half on, half off, was it supposed to be that way? Or was it more like he said he he put his hand on his side of his head like that. So I don't know. I think because, you know, some hats, if you angle them, they're supposed to be that way. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. I don't know what the the, you know, style was back then. So Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know. Okay. Steve tells him that if he saw this stuff, he would probably never come back down here. And Anthony says, I don't. And that's why (laughs) I am cutting my hours. I don't, I need my pay. I need to put, you know. So, and then I was like, so clearly Anthony doesn't own this place if he's being like, I have to cut my hours and I'm not making the money I'm supposed to and stuff. Because I thought he was the owner at first. So, and I, I noted that you could really tell that Steve. I think believed this guy hundred percent. Like sometimes mm-hmm. you can tell Steve's like this guy's bullshitting me. Yeah, if and you're he bullshitting asks, me, yeah. I'm gonna be really pissed. Yeah, I'm gonna be really pissed. Um, so I could, but I could tell he was, and maybe it was because they were the same kind of guy, you know the yeah the New York guy, the, yeah New York Italian. guy, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Anyway, so now we go back to Amy. She's in the basement. She gets a feeling of being bashed in the head, and mm-hmm. she's sensing that someone here has had a lot of pain and head impact. Amy says she was she was up in everybody's business and is Ooh. really pissed off. Ooh. And this woman is seeking revenge and she sees an opening and she takes advantage of it. I wonder, isn't that the way banshees come around? Well or are are they are they like a whole other entity? Or are they like they're you'll we'll get to that, but okay. she's yeah, it n- in a word, no, not really. Okay, but okay. okay. So Amy sees a man in uniform downstairs, and when Matt asks her to describe him, um, it sounds just like the guy Anthony saw. Poofy shirt, the arms come out. She was gesturing like ruffles, mm-hmm. and he's got a rifle with. Uh, and she goes like this with her finger, just wiggles her finger like she's <laughs> like my taking a picture gesture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, and at the end of it, she says, and Matt goes a knife, and she said, yes, it could kill you. And then she goes, but I don't feel good about it. And I'm like, well, I, I, wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't think oh. that you would. Um, they might have edited and cut that funny, but it, yeah. it sounded like she was saying, he's got a gun and a knife, but I don't feel good about it. I mean, who would feel good about it? If you <laughs> see somebody with a gun, usually not like, oh, I feel really warm and fluffy. Yeah, this is nice. Let's cuddle. Yeah. So uh, she says he made her feel really uncomfortable. And when he walked down the stairs, um, the basement is his area. Oh, so he, Okay. And he likes to follow people and sneak up on them. I don't like that. And he gives off panic and confusion. Mm -hmm. And he makes her feel scared. And she said, he's not confused, but he puts that out there. He he puts out confusion. And she says she doesn't know what his problem is, why he's still here, or how he even got here. Mm -hmm. And now we're in the bar area. Steve is with, now he's meeting with Tony, who is the owner. 
Not to be confused with Anthony. Oh, Anthony's not the owner? Anthony's not the owner. Tony oh. is the owner, and Anthony's a different guy. They all okay. look the same. They're three Steves. They just, it's really funny. They all are dark hair, same build, you know. Italian. Yep. And so he he has seen an apparition at the bar, a man in a suit and tie. And he tells how there used to be video games in the bar that you would play. I'm, I'm guessing yeah. like those big console ones. Yeah. Oh, and that sounds like fun. I know. And he said that when you were playing, you would see um, you would see somebody uh, behind you, like in the reflection in of the, the glass. Reflection. Yeah. But then you turn around, there's no one there. No. So he said he gets goosebumps just telling these stories. And he said people get tugged on their sleeves. Tony says one of the employees came down to get ice and saw a soldier standing there looking at her. He was wearing a blue uniform with a blue stripe down the pants. And she well, quit. At least he sounded like Union. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, right yeah. side. Yeah. But, well, they are uh, in New York. Yeah, yeah. So uh, after that night, she quit. She quit that Bless night. Bless her. Yeah. And then another one got tormented. Things were thrown mm. at her. <gasps> An ice scoop was thrown at her. And Steve's, Steve asks, is she here? Can I talk to her? And Tony says, she's no longer with us. And Steve goes, she died? And he says, yes, yeah, she died prematurely by accident. I They don't ever talk about it again. I have no idea. What what happened to this woman? But she died. I don't think we've ever had that in an episode. Mm-mm. I don't think so either. I wonder if she died because of the banshee. Well, so Tony tells him that uh, a guy named Smalley bought the place in 1852. Tony's family has had it since 1965. Oh, let's see. Yep. Very family bar. Yeah. Or family business. Yeah. Yeah. So now we're at Amy. She says someone male came up behind her and tried to grab her back. He was a soldier or a captain, and he's okay. hiding now. He does not want her wandering around, and he's hiding, and she keeps like looking like she's looking for him. Okay. But um, they move into the kitchen area. They're still talking about the basement, but they're up on the main floor now. And he asks her if the soldier would make himself known to people, and Amy says that people would feel him before they would see him. He doesn't mm-hmm. like to be seen, which is why he's hiding right now. His favorite place is the basement and he doesn't want anyone down there. He moves stuff around and he likes to freak people out and make them feel claustrophobic. So so Steve says he wants more info from people who aren't there every day and aren't influenced by workplace rumors. Right. Smart. Yeah. Smart. Totally. I never would have thought of that. No, I know. That's why I'm not a detective. <laughs> I'd be such a bad detective as much as oh I would God, love I'd that be, job. I'd, I'd be, be like, terrible. you didn't do it? Okay. I'll be like, oh my God, of <laughs> course you were just holding these drugs for your friends. <laughs> Honestly, that's what good friends do. We need more people like you. <laughs> we need more good friends. Please be on your way. And then my other detective <laughs> friends would be like, uh, Megan, um, <laughs> that's literally the bad guy. Yeah. So he goes, he finds a contractor who worked on the basement at one point, but mm-hmm. the guy was too scared to finish the job, left before it was over. His name's Jeff. We never get a last name. Jeff. Uh, they're in the basement. I can't Tom believe Jones. that Jeff even went back into that basement. Yeah. Or maybe he felt more comfortable with Steve and with cameras maybe. and all that. And other people. Yeah. 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 Maybe he was doing it alone. Yeah. The I job. Know. He might have been. Yeah. Yeah, he might have been. He did He did talk about it a little. I don't recall him talking about anyone else. But he said when he was on the job, for a few weeks would go just fine. And then he got a negative feeling like mm-hmm. like sadness. And he didn't want to see people. He would get really tired. He got kind of like depressed. And mm-hmm. uh, he would get really tired. He would leave the bar. And 45 minutes later, he'd feel better. He'd be fine. So he says um, he's feeling it a little bit right now. Right wow. there while he's talking to Steve. Wow. He said lights would fizzle. And then burn out. And he and Steve both talk about how um, that's not really how bulbs burn out. They usually have a, a bang, a flash, and yeah, then they die. Yeah, they don't yeah. just fizzle and die. Yeah. And um, these did. And he said it was happening two to three times per night. So that's a lot, that's a lot. of times per night. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like it either. So he was explaining how he had a pile of lumber stacked on one side of the room, all neatly stacked. And they came back the next night, and they were all neatly no. stacked on the other side of the room. Exactly the, the same way they were before up. on the other side of the room. Shut And there's no up. way anybody in the bar would do that. 
You know, they don't even like being down there. There's no way somebody would go down there just to fuck with it. Oh my God, my stomach just dropped. (laughs) That's, yeah. I would not have gone back there. Yeah. If I came downstairs and saw, and the thing that's so creepy about it is they were neat. Yes. It's not like they were picked up and thrown, like ghosts like to pick stuff up and throw it. Or like a worker. And they were, and they were big, like big two by fours, you know, they were big. Oh my God. I literally just got chills. That's terrifying. Yeah. I don't blame him. I no. would quit too. Oh God, I would no, quit I too. Even, I know, Jeff. I know. You and me. Let's hit the road. Let's hit it. So Steve asks why he quit, <laughs> and he says he Steven. was unable. <laughs> he says he was unable to get anything done, and also yeah. the depression. And he knew that it was connected to the place because, and also he, felt he was when he scared. Left. Yeah. And before you ask, Stephen, it wasn't the dogs. No, it was not the dogs. There's no dog. <laughs> Why'd you quit? I don't know, Steve. You know, I just felt like I wasn't going to get enough bang for my buck. <laughs> Yeah, that's so. terrifying. Neat. I hate it when they neatly like they do things like that. I know it's it's really it's one creepy. thing. It's still terrifying when they like throw stuff yeah. off. Like remember the the video, the one that we watched where the the bottles came off of the bar. Yeah, that's one thing. But yeah. to neatly or like when they neatly like um, put all the tables on top of the or yes, or the cha- they the put the chairs on top of each other or the table on top of another table upside down. Ugh. I hate it. That's creepy. I wonder is that if that's real have like have there been um like cases of that like real cases well didn't that happen to lance and jennifer that <gasps> we interviewed before you're right it did they had something like that happen in their kitchen i think yeah some you're right chairs stacked on each other or something like that you're right you're right I you're right, so. you're right so i mean it wasn't on camera but i believe them oh, so oh, yeah so Steve wants to know more about James Smalley, the guy that bought this place at the beginning, who opened the bar. So he goes to talk to historian Linda Zimmerman at the library. He confirms that uh, Smalley bought the place in 1852, and it was an inn, a tavern, and a restaurant. That's and a lot. He says, she says that he was a super nice guy. He was really outgoing, would do anything for anyone. Everybody mm-hmm. in the town loved him. He was super active in the community. Did he, he was, up a room? Did he? <laughs> No. Oh, God, we were watching something on TV and they were talking about somebody who was about to, they were in the hospital and they were very sick and they were talking to people that knew him. They said, oh, he just lights up a room. And I'm like, shit, he's a goner. He's dead. He's gone. Peace out. (laughs) Anyway, so uh, he said, so he was super active in the community and this was, you know, 18, whatever, 52. Mm -hmm. So town wasn't super big. I don't think Mm -hmm. it's even super big now. But so at one point, at different points or several points throughout his life, he was the town supervisor, the sheriff, the treasurer, and the assemblyman. And he also recruited soldiers during the Civil War. What's the town supervisor do? I don't really know. Just sits. I'm just picturing somebody sitting in like a lifeguard chair. Just you like get over there. The town. <laughs> you're out you, of line. You, you're out of line. <laughs> you put that stop sign over there. You carry those books. <laughs> People are like, he's the supervisor. <laughs> <laughs> you better listen to him. He's a supervisor. Was, he's, he's in a chair. And then he was the sheriff after that. I know. So he died in 1867 of what they called sudden morning heart attack, which I guess he just woke up one morning, had a heart attack, and he was dead. I wonder and, if that's different than like an evening heart attack. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you just woke up from a nap, maybe. But so he died in the building. I think, you know, because it was an inn, I think there's an apartment in the building, at least for okay. the people who owned it. Um, and he was about 54 years old, which is pretty young for a heart attack. Well, but back then, things were different. 1867? Yeah, I yeah. mean, what was the average lifespan then? It yeah. can't be 90. No, 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 no. He was probably elderly at 54. Probably. Yeah. But yeah, that's still, that's young. Yeah. That's young. Yeah. For a so, heart attack? A heart I know. Attack? A heart attack. So Amy's walking around the bar area. She gets a guy that worked there, probably owned it, very much in charge. He's here all the time, but he's more of a residual. He's okay. he's a good vibe. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he died here. Uh, and uh, Matt says, how did he die? How did he die? I think he had a heart attack. She's just so good. I know. How did she do it? I know. I know. Thank you. A heart attack. Heart attack. <laughs> uh, so Smalley had a wife named Harriet. They had nine children. Nine. Nine children, and they all lived in this 
place, I think. Um, that is so many children. Yeah. Two of them did die when they were babies. I don't oh, know how God. they didn't talk about it. Uh, his wife died in 1850 and he married her sister, Emily. Ooh, which I guess is that was what they common, did back but then. Yeah. yeah, and uh, they had another six children. Fifteen total children. Yeah, two of those kids died of diphtheria, and then Steve asks, "What's diphtheria?" Yeah, and so he, this woman says it's contracted through contaminated food, okay. and it attacks the respiratory system, and so it presents like pneumonia. Okay, but it's a really painful and slow death. Oh, great. Yeah. So now Amy's back in the basement and she says she feels like people lived down here, mm -hmm. like maybe 10 people. And she says they're all sleeping down here and she thinks they're all one family. And some uh -huh. of them are very sick, like with a flu type thing. Oh, so diphtheria. diphtheria, I'm sure. Yep. And she says, I think a couple of kids died from it. Mm. God, she's good. I know. She gets people yelling like from a long time ago and she can see blood on the floor. And she says that's an indicator of how many people died there. Okay. So that's a new confusing thing. Um, <laughs> so then con <laughs> Steve, Steve's going to the cemetery and uh -huh. Ringshot, this is where we see the Ringshot, to okay. meet with Richie Othamer, who's a Civil War buff and knows more about Smalley. Sure. He concurs that he was very active in the war, getting people to enlist. enlist. He never served himself. He was too old. Mm -hmm. But- he had a mortuary under the inn. Okay, so, okay. So now we've got an inn, a tavern, uh -huh. a restaurant, and a mortuary. Yeah, and then you can also add coroner to his list of community oh, jobs sure. he held. I wonder if so, that was before or after the supervisor. It was probably after. <laughs> so he, uh, yeah, when so when people were injured in the war, they would get taken down there, and they would mm -hmm. be either they would die down there waiting mm -hmm. for help or mm -hmm. they would wait they would be dead when they got there and they would just wait for their families to come pick them up oh so there were a lot of dead people lot of in that people. oh my god yeah. so then we go back to amy and she says she somebody is talking about something medical she sees a table like a long table oh my god they're bringing in these men people are freaking out and they've been injured and like someone's digging a bullet out of somebody. It's gross and dirty and disgusting. Whoa. Yeah. She was so spot on in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so now Steve's at the library digging to the archives. Digging to the archives. Digging to the archives of Tony. <laughs> and he finds, cannoli. <laughs> he finds a man named George Denny who was executed at the courthouse that was right in front of the inn. He talks to an author who's writing a book about this case. The author's mm -hmm. name is Vin Tacchino. Okay. And Vin has quite a tube. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, I can't be real here. It, it's, <laughs> it's like Marv Albert bad. Who's Marv Albert? Oh, he's a sports commentary from a while ago. Uh, maybe oh. it's before your time. Uh, he would do the, the like, the the goofy stuff when the when the sports people would like trip and fall and they oh. have like a whole blooper reel that he would he would narrate okay. it okay okay anyway it's bad it was a bad toupee um so Vin tells us about this story in October of eighteen forty three a man named Abraham Wanzer was eighty years old was in his cabin in the middle of the 80, woods eighty you said eighty yep okay eight oh and he's in his cabin in the middle of the woods someone calls him out he walks outside and is shot point blank in the chest with a gun. And eighty, yeah, and Vin is he's a he's he's a hoot. He he acts this whole thing out like he comes out with the gun, like he's gonna shoot Steve. <laughs> it was pretty funny. <laughs> so they arrest seventeen-year-old George Denny, who is a homeless kid. Probably okay. didn't even do it. No. They were just like, let's get this shit off the street. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So they had a trial. There was a hung jury, so they let him go. Then there was mm -hmm. a second trial. They found him guilty. On the day of his execution, 4,000 people came to watch him die, which Why seems like would, an awful lot in a yeah. small town. Why would uh, you want to watch somebody towns. die? Like, I don't understand that. That was some weird, morbid shit going on back then. But so this guy, this Vin, is just in his glory acting this whole thing <laughs> up. So he he's talks, probably been waiting his whole life. For I this. know. I know. He's like, it's my chance. 
It's yes. my chance at stardom. Big so, break. <laughs> <laughs> so he, he says they took the rope, they put it around the guy's neck, and then they paraded him through all the people. Walked him oh, through Jesus. the whole town this square. poor kid. I know. And then brought him right back up to where he was about to be hung. And he was hung. He gets no grave, no monument. They don't even know where he was buried. I mean, I hope he died right away at least. Oh, I hope so. God, those you hear about those botched hangings where they, they just, just sit there strangle. for like five minutes. Yeah. Oh, so awful. Yeah. So um, this is the sketches now. Uh, this time the artist says, Amy, what would you like to draw? Which I have never heard. An no, they never to her asked her. And no. I'm like, this woman's going to be good. She's going to be better than the last time. Well, it's hard so- <laughs> to be worse, honestly. Let's be real. I know. The caricature. So- yeah, so the woman says uh, she looks like a banshee, or Amy says she looks like a banshee, and then Amy describes her, and I love the way they did this one because the woman was like asking her, like, what kind of hair did she have? What did oh, okay. her eyes look like? What yeah. was her expression like on her face? And I'm like, this is going to be so good. I can't wait to see this. Um, I did not upload it yet. I'm going to say I was just you. looking in Yeah, that. I forgot to upload it. So, But I can't believe she didn't draw the soldier. I really wanted her to draw that soldier. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So anyway, here we are at the reveal. At the table is Anthony and Tony. Amy starts telling him about how the three dead people showed up at her home long before she got here. And the one one woman is here. She hates all living people. She cries and moans and she can see through her. Mm -hmm. And then Amy does a voiceover, which I thought was really interesting. She said, Most people think that when you see ghosts, that you see them as transparent, but that's actually very rare for Amy. Anyway, she, they see, when they come to her, they appear as solid as living people. Mm -hmm. They just look like living people. I wonder how she tells them apart then. Well, I maybe think, I would wonder like clothing, I would think. Yeah, clothing and, and like sometimes their brains are not like, totally with it. You know, like she can't Mm -hmm. get their names sometimes. Mm -hmm. She can't get, like, she just gets, like visions yeah, and like yeah. pictures. Okay. So as the men are soaking all of this in about this woman, um, mm-hmm. Amy appears a little on edge. She kind of flaps her hands a little, mm-hmm. takes a deep breath, and she goes, have you ever heard of a banshee? And then she describes what a banshee is, and she calls it like a grim reaper. Okay. It's not causing a problem, not causing someone to die. But it's a, it's a, like a foreboding. It's a message. Yeah. Like this person, or you're going to die, or somebody you know is going to die. Right, right. And she said, but this one is potentially causing people to die. Like the girl. Yeah. So she said she's affecting other locations nearby too, in the town. Not, it's not all just this, this restaurant wow. bar. It's, that's a powerful, it could be the whole town. That's powerful to be yeah. able to do that. I know. So Anthony says, so you're telling me. So you're telling me. You're telling me that I could take take this thing to my house with my kid and my wife. Mm -hmm. And she said, yes, you can. And this is when she brings up the sketch. And like I said, I was expecting so much because of the way that. um, Oh, and it wasn't good. Well, you tell me. All right. Okay. What? (laughs) I this know. is exactly the way that other one was. It's like a pencil drawing yeah. of like, and I understand like it's hard to draw because the woman was transparent. Her eyes were white. Her hair was white. But, you know, a good artist can draw like shades yeah. around to show you that something is white when to you're drawing a white paper. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a very simplistic drawing. Um, just, of, a, just a face. A and face like- with strands of hair hair. yeah and eyes with no pupils yeah i mean i literally could have drawn that yeah and i'm a shit artist yeah well i'm not i didn't mean to say yeah you're a shit artist but yeah no i am it's okay it's okay you your son probably could have drawn this he probably could have yeah Yeah. and he can't even really draw much so So that's really saying we're working on it (laughs) it's the process they all look at the photo and no one says anything at first probably because they're like this this is what we're looking at that what didn't did my kid draw this? Steve shows the photo of Smalley's second wife, Emily. And and Anthony says, I seen this lady. He says, that's the lady he saw downstairs. Uh-huh. With the frilly dress or whatever. Right. right. So and Amy says, well, this is the woman that I saw too. She said that she's relieved when she saw the photo 
because this means that the woman that she saw is not a banshee. Okay. Because living people cannot become banshees. Oh, okay. So she's so a separate thing. Well, no, she's that there there isn't a banshee. Not really. This woman oh. is projecting herself as a banshee to scare people because she wants them all to leave. She hates living people. Oh, okay. Well, that's tricky. Yeah. So then Amy goes and talks about the long tables and the pools of blood. And then Steve talks about how this was, how uh-huh. the guy was a coroner yep. and that this was a mortuary for a time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy talks about the soldier and Anthony is all wide eyed. Because he saw the soldier. Yeah. yeah. And she said uh, that he pushed her. And he's really good at, at that kind of stuff. And Tony yep. talks about the soldier that messed with the waitress. Um, who quit. Steve, the, yeah, the one that, well, yep. and then also the one who passed away. So Amy tells about the contractor, or mm-hmm. sorry, Steve, Steve talks about the contractor who won't work here again. Which gives, still gives me goosebumps. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. And Amy says, yeah, he can move stuff around. So he's probably the one that moved those lumber, that lumber. And when I think about that, do you think it like when they do stuff like that, do you think the stuff like literally like moves through the air or or does it like move like maybe through dimensions and then it just goes poof and poof? Like, I always wonder this. Good question. I would love to see. And like when they stack the, the, the table, their chairs on tables. Yeah. Do, Do, are they literally like hovering in the air? I don't know. That's a great question. Somebody who's seen this can let us know, please. Yeah, please let us know. We're dying to know. Well, poor choice of words. Yeah. So uh, she says when she sees Smalley's photo, she said that ghost um, really reminded her of Smalley. So she really believes that the ghost is Smalley. But Smalley was a nice guy. Yeah. So she says, I can't really explain it, but he wasn't a soldier, but he wanted to be a soldier, but he was too old. Mm -hmm. So he helped you know, get soldiers in. Right. Right. So she said, um, Amy thinks that he, that she is seeing him both as his happy self in residual form. And then also projects himself as an angry soldier to protect Mm -hmm. the property. Mm -hmm. And maybe because he's resentful, he couldn't fight when he wanted to. Uh Maybe he was too old. And so now in death, he can make himself into what he wanted. Yeah. 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 That makes sense. Mm-hmm. So Steve asked about that the kid that was hung, and she mm-hmm. said she didn't pick anything up about that. Okay, she said I'm good at nothing at, at that at all. T- tells the whole story. And she's like, she's like, no, I don't, I don't know anything about that. Okay, and then at um, least that means he's maybe at peace. Yeah, I hope so. Hope so. Um, and then she she explains that no one medium catches everything one hundred percent of the time. Right? How she's could like, they? Yeah. So I think she felt like she, I, I felt like she was defending herself, but I felt bad mm-hmm. for her for feeling like she had to do that. Yeah, nobody but, would expect. I mean, how could you? No, it's like if you go into a crowded room, you're not going to notice everything, right? Because there's just too much going on, right? I'm sure it's the same with mediums. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So Amy says they're safe to stay there. She says you have to deal with Emily first, uh, mm-hmm. the wife. Yeah. Well, she may not be a banshee, she is bothering people, and it's not going to be easy. You need to get a priest and a medium who will make contact. They will find mm-hmm. her issues, let her vent, and then ask mm-hmm. her to leave. Mm-hmm. And then they have to get rid of the soldier. So the priest will do a blessing, and mm-hmm. the soldier will go. Mm-hmm. And they say they will absolutely follow all of Amy's advice. Do they? And it says at the end, since the investigation. Now, this is weird. But you know how the end thing has the words and says what it is? Yeah. It says, since the investigation, Tony has consulted with a priest and a medium. The paranormal occurrences at the restaurant continue. It didn't say the activity, the activity continues. continues. So I guess we have to change the name of the podcast. Oh, there we go. They have weird phrasing. I know. I that Maybe they that. were trying something out. They were workshopping it. Yeah. But season two? Yeah. They did that in season one. Oh, whatever. Oh, no. Uh, we all try new things out. So I did a little bit of research. Uh, uh-huh. This restaurant uh, actually closed January 15th, 2020, after 55 years in business. Shoot. Financial reasons, I'm assuming, because of pandemic. Well, that was before pandemic in 2020. Oh, you're right. You're right. The so they never would have is... lasted through the pandemic. No. Yeah. Oh, that's too bad. So, yep. 
So that's what I got for that. Yeah. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Thank you. Megan, do you want to tell us what you are going to be covering next time? Yes. So I will be covering season six, six episode five, titled The Darkening. Cool. Um, so it sounds very um, happy and uplifting and just the best. <laughs> it looks like it takes place in Wausau, Wisconsin. So it's kind of yes, our neck of the woods I almost. I picked that because I went to school, to college in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. Oh. And Wausau was about 30 minutes away from us. And oh. so I, I've been to Wausau multiple times. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. I've never been. I had a friend in college who was from there. Went to high okay. school there. But Yeah. Okay, so we need to do an Alanism. Yep. I will say, if you're new here, sorry, you guys, I got a cold. Um, if you're new here, my father, Alan, passed away in 2019. Uh, he had dementia, Alzheimer's, something like that. And so he said a lot of goofy shit. And when he did, my uh, stepmom, his wife, wrote them all down and gave me this 86-page document of all of his... Well, no, it's it's a five-page document, but I think there's 80-some sayings on it. Mm-hmm. And um, so each week, uh, Megan throws me a number and we read one. Or sometimes and you pick a number based sometimes on I pick how one. you feel that day. Yeah, sometimes I read a bunch of them and I'm like, yeah, that one sounds good. Mm-hmm. So do you want me to throw a number? Yeah, throw or a number. Let's do 33. 33. Okay. I recently looked this one up because I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. All right. (laughs) He says, sometimes I find it easier to talk like an armchair Brit than a Freddie Ensford Hill. Who's Freddie Ensford? He's a character from My Fair Lady. Is he? He's not the professor, is he? No, he's not the professor. That's Henry Higgins. Yeah, that's Henry Higgins. But I don't know who he is, but he's a... Henry Higgins, just you wait. He's, uh, yeah, he's a character from My Fair Lady. So I find it easier to talk like an armchair Brit than a Freddie Ensford Hill. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, maybe Freddie was the one who loved Eliza. Maybe. And he sang on the street, on the street where you live. On the street where you live? Yeah. It could be. I'm going to say that's Freddie. Okay. That's what I'm going to say. Okay. Final answer. Final answer. No fact checking being done here. No. Not I'll do a voiceover anything. later if I have to. Yeah. <laughs> Not live. But. Thank you for listening to the Activity Continues podcast. We really appreciate you giving us your ears for a bit. Please reach out if you have a suggestion for which episode of The Dead Files we should cover next, or if you have a spooky story you'd like us to share on the show. We can be reached at theactivitycontinues at gmail.com or through our website or any of our socials. Links are all in the description of the show. Please feel free to drop us a note and say hi. And join us next time when The Activity Continues. The Activity Continues is produced by me, Amy, at Collected Sounds Media, and is part of the Independent Collected Sounds Podcast Network. We are also proud members of the Boo Pod Network of Super Cool Podcasts. Nailed it. <laughs>